Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do over at undergroundusa.com. Sign up for the mail out. So the overlords over at Facebook and Twitter and every other place that believes they can squelch free speech can't interfere with our communications with you. U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat from New York, put both her propagandist tendencies and her geopolitical naivete on full display last week when she attempted to shift the focus from the failure of communism in Cuba onto the 60-year-old U.S. economic embargo on the island. Quote, We're seeing Cubans rise up and protest for their rights like never before, the self-proclaimed democratic socialists. Well, I guess we should call her a Marxist. The self-proclaimed Marxist said in a statement, but that's not all she said. And one of the things that's important for us to discuss is some of the contributing factors into this situation. One thing that we must uh, unequivocally condemn are anti-democratic actions uh, on behalf of the Diaz-Canel administration. And we want to make extremely clear that suppression of the freedom of press and uh, the suppression of protest and the suppression of of freedom of speech is unacceptable and runs contrary to our democratic values. Now, the other piece of this is the U.S. administration. And what's extraordinarily important for us to communicate as well is 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 the actions and U.S. contributions to the suffering of Cubans on the island as well. And that is directly related to the embargo, the U.S. embargo, uh, economic embargo that is uh, that is frankly uh, has been in place for over 60 years. Last month, uh, once again, the the U.N. voted overwhelmingly uh, to call on the United States to lift its embargo on Cuba. And the United States was one of the only uh, countries that voted no. The embargo, the U.S. embargo, is absurdly cruel. And like other U.S. policies, particularly other U.S. policies targeting Latin Americans and Latinos, the cruelty is the point. And I outright reject the Biden administration's defense of the embargo, where they say, or they have said that they wanted to maintain the the embargo as it 
is a source of leverage and pressure. There is no way where it is acceptable for us to use cruelty as a as a point of leverage against everyday people, period. I'd comment on her commendation of the suppression of assembly, protest, and free speech, which I agree with her should never, ever happen. But I'd like to ask her to comment on why she hasn't condemned the suppression of conservative free speech on social media here in the United States, or the tamping down of the rights of the January 6th detainees who've been held in solitary confinement since that day without being charged and with limited access to their lawyers. That sounds more like Cuba than what the United States is supposed to be like. But I doubt she'd have a response beyond, Archman bad, the stuttering script reader that she is. Honestly, I hope she was a better bartender than she is a political propagandist. But I digress. Back to the false claim that the U.S. economic embargo is responsible for all of the ills of the Cuban society. Earlier in the week, one of the many Black Lives Matter factions put out a statement blaming the U.S. government's cruel and inhumane. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's almost like it was a coordinated, a coordinated narrative. Cruel and inhumane economic embargo for the current unrest in Cuba. They also praised the communist regime for its solidarity by granting asylum to black revolutionaries. Now, one of those black revolutionaries who recently passed last January was Sherry Laverne Dalton, otherwise known as Nahanda Abiyadun. I know I'm butchering that last name, but it's irrelevant because her name is Sherry Laverne Dalton. She was a radical black nationalist born in New York who took part in the deadly botched robbery of a Brinks armored truck in 1981. That robbery killed the Brinks guard and two New York police officers. She skipped the States and spent decades as a celebrated fugitive in Cuba, the murderous Castro regime praising her as a hero. Whether you support the U.S. trade and travel embargo with Cuba is beside the point. Cuba has been free to trade with every other nation on the face of the planet. You just heard Ocasio-Cortez say the UN voted overwhelmingly to lift the embargo. Yet, it's still a failed government. The government has failed because communism always fails, not because one country out of 195 has an economic embargo in place against it. Cuba has close ties to all of the Central and South American countries that embrace the same style of communist dictatorship they enjoy, yet those nations can't come to their economic aid because the communist governments in those countries have destroyed their own economies. Venezuela, not too many decades ago, was the fourth wealthiest nation on the planet. Today, it's so destitute they can't even offer Cubans a roll of recycled toilet paper. That's, that's like gold in Venezuela today. And where are the Cubans' Russian allies in all of this? Just under 60 years ago, their Russian comrades were attempting to place nuclear missiles on the Caribbean island. Missiles trained on major U.S. metropolitan centers. The Castros and their murderous sycophants cheered and jeered during the Cuban Missile Crisis. People in the United States 
didn't sleep at night. But today, Vladimir Putin eats from gold-lined plates and drinks from crystal glasses. Where are the Russians to help the Cubans? Where are their communist comrade allies? No, Miss Ocasio-Cortez, the U.S. economic embargo has had little to do with the dismal economic conditions in Cuba. Before the communists came to power in that country, it was thriving. Now, they had their own governmental issues, but the people of Cuba weren't starving, and they weren't without medicine, and they weren't without jobs. Yet 60-plus years later, people really are dying because of a failed government that utilized a failed economic theory in communism. Nice try, Alexandria. I'm trying to deflect the narrative, but you failed, just like communism, to deliver. I'd offer you some lovely parting gifts, but, well, your democratic socialist spendthrift policies that are active in Washington today, they're bankrupting the U.S. Treasury. Wow, that's just like Cuba. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We don't like communism. We think it sucks. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We offer a complete line of handcrafted exotic teas that will change your idea of what tea is all about. Either hot or cold, our teas please. And make no mistake, this ain't your mama's tea. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. <laughs> 